<sighs> Scotty Smokes Barbecue. What's going on, my man? Hope everyone's doing well. We've got a whole nother week of uh, This Week in Barbecue, and it has been a heck of a week in barbecue. Uh, Brian, you want to start us off? Good idea? Bad idea? No, good idea. Good idea? Yeah. I'll do something. Throw on an awesome uh, barbecue festival and uh, donate the proceeds to pediatric cancer research. That's a that's a great idea. Someone should do that. Yeah. I think, think, I think they should call it Holy Smokes. That's a good name. Yeah, and hosted in like South Carolina or something. Yeah, Charleston. Charleston, that could work too. Right next to the water. In the winter. In the winter. With like the world's best pitmasters. Yeah, I think that would work. We should do that. Uh, we'll, you might want to Google it and see if someone did it first. Uh, no, we're the first to market. We're the first to market. No one's got that going right now. What's the? You can have the bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bad idea. <laughs> I'm trying to keep what little friends I have left. Um, what no, would, they'll all appreciate it. Uh, bad idea. Um, giving your sister shit and thinking that you got away with it only to realize that she's going to spend an entire week of Thanksgiving bombarding you with horrible brisket images. That's a bad idea. She probably found the first one I ever posted on Reddit, and that's all she's sending she, you. She's been sending me so many. I'm like, what is this? And there's no way people actually consume this. I mean, they are god-awful. She sent me a video of one. I was like, I, I would never have guessed that's brisket. I thought it was just a shoe. It was just so dry. And it was, you know when you know people try to do the squeeze test? Right. Dude was squeezing for dear life. I was like, but there's nothing coming out of that. <laughs> like, there's nothing. There's no moisture anywhere. But just let that one go. Throw it back in a crock pot. Hit it with some beef stock, two pounds of butter, and pray. That there's, there's, that's the only way we're going to save that one. The only way. Um, Got to start somewhere, though. Yeah, we all do. But I know starting at the bottom, but damn. <laughs> I saw that. And, and I'm not saying I started making briskets amazingly, but I never made a brisket look like that before. <laughs> like, that made me feel so much better about my start. Uh, I'll, I'll show you my first brisket. Oh, gosh. Yeah. You're really trying to ruin this friendship, aren't you? Look, look. <laughs> You might just like get a little more respect for me. It's like at least you kept trying. <laughs> it's like the little engine that could. Pop said it was a Sahara brisket. <laughs> this is how we make brisket in the desert. It's just dry. It's you just know, dry. It, look, he brought that Walmart brisket that didn't even have the uh, selector choice label. It was the below select. Oh my gosh! Bef oh, speaking of that, before I get into my usual spiel. Be careful when you're shopping, right? Because there's a lot of marketing terms. So you may go to like a local store that starts with a P, ends in Ublix, and they may brand it as premium beef. Be it's very, not. very careful. Read that sticker. They can call it premium, but they still have to let you know the grade of beef. And it's choice. 90% of that Publix premium beef is just choice beef. Go somewhere else. Go make a friend at your local butcher shop. Go shake a hand. Like all, It's all, worth it. All of it's choice. Yeah. Like, yeah. They don't. They don't. Prime. They used to at one point. It was I, a long time ago. Been Back before, when you could get the 20 wings for $9.99. Now it's like $20. Yeah, it's before, before I worked there. Like uh, that, they never had Prime, but not that I know of. Oh, do you still have public stock? Uh, a little bit, yeah. Hey, right on. Right on. Yeah, five years. So oh. I, I got vested. <laughs> <laughs> good deal. Good deal. Uh, let's see here. I guess um, I should do my spiel. Then we'll introduce you to our special guest. Yeah. Sounds good. You want to do the spiel? No, you got to do it. <laughs> nah, I'll do the spiel. Now that we have a guest, you have to do it. Like, so <laughs> I cannot learn. Oh, you <laughs> it's not like you like being here anyway. Why should I ask your mom to come on? At least she likes me. You could have, you could have got my sister this week. She's in town. Well, I told you to bring her. 
she's walking her dog at the park. Ashley, if you're listening, I, I asked for you to be here, just so you know. That was her her decision. Now it's out there. I said it. I've covered right. myself. Covered my bases. All right. Uh, let's do this, shall we? Hey guys, Rashid Phillips here, and welcome to another episode of This Week in Barbecue, the Barbecue Focus Podcast that introduces you to the good, the bad, and everything in between in the world of barbecue. Joining me, as always, is the beautifully bearded wonder, Mr. Brian Hall. Hey, we're getting the hang of this, ladies and gentlemen. We're going like three for three now. I feel like we got a good record. Knocking us out. You're, you look happy to be here. Well, we got a good guest. Oh, well, thanks. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. not... Jeez. <laughs> and, and, Lee's on, and Lee's on the boards. I'm just... Uh, Really be your own people, guys. Really be your own people. Yes, we do have a guest today. And if you can't see him, that's because you're watching us on Instagram or listening to us after the fact. But you probably head over to YouTube and you can see my buddy, Chewy. Hey, Chewy. How's it going? Thank you for having me. Hey, another day above ground. I'm drinking uh, some great uh, whiskey with my buddies and I, I got no complaints, man. Yeah, same here. I'm glad to be here. Thanks for uh, coming up to Atlanta for Thanksgiving break and didn't expect to be here, but it's a nice little twist. So hey, thank hey. you. Don't hang around me. I'll put you on camera. That's right. Uh, <laughs> no one wants that. If you guys have listened anyway, at any point, at any time, you have heard me talk about my buddy Chewy, and we've talked about the fun that we've had. And uh, Chewy is an uh, an amazing guy, not just because he rolls smoke, but because he rolls smoke. Uh, he's a blue angel, and he does these amazing, crazy barrel rolls and entertaining the masses and... Uh, He'll never say, but my favorite part of watching him do what he does is watching how kids react. Because I'm like, holy crap, I'm reacting the same way. But uh, they look at him like he's an, a magician because he is. Uh, the amount of things he has to do while doing the things that he does blows my mind. And I wanted to have him on here because, honestly, I'm trying to trick him into uh, going on a barbecue tour with me as we feed these different military bases. So... If I talk him to death and feed him enough bourbon, he'll say yes, <laughs> and it'll be a good time. Oh, you don't need that. That would be, uh, yeah, all about that. Obviously, done rolling that smoke uh, last weekend was our last show, so yeah. I'm ready to learn something new. And all, all my backyard cooking now, so I figure I finally learn from someone who knows what they're doing. I'll, I'll watch you for a little bit. Yeah, Brian definitely has a leg up <laughs> on, the, on everything, and uh, he can definitely give you some pointers. He's given me a lot over the over the years, so uh you're in good hands. You're in good yeah, hands. Rashid doesn't listen now. No, don't. I said you gave him to. I never said I used any of them. Right, right. <laughs> like flipping ribs. I don't, no one here needs to do that. Um, no, talk, tell the people a little about yourself. So one of the things we talked about off cam, because everyone wanted to ask all the, like, the cool uh, Blue Angels questions up front. Yeah, sorry about Lee. that. Um, you feed the guys at times during training in El Centro. Like there have been numerous times you shot me some photos and video of them grabbing and you were mentioning that you've uh, sort of introduced them to like different cuts and different styles. How's that been? Oh, for sure. Well, uh, one of our most intensive or there, I guess I still say like I'm on there. It's a old you're, habit. You're still there. Sure. Uh, hey, you know, the rules once an angel, that's always. True. once a blue angel, always a blue angel. There it is. Um, yeah. Back in El Centro, which is the, we go there every year from January to March. Which they'll do this year. Obviously I'll, I'll take this one off. I did my, my couple years on the team, but uh, it's pretty intensive training. We're flying all the time. And when you're not flying, you're thinking about flying. And when you're not thinking about flying, you're just trying to get some food or work out and go back to bed. So yep. uh, we do some pretty communal meals, which are always fun. We bought a smoker out there a couple of years ago from one of our former solo guys and uh, do some pork butts, some ribs, some whole hog. We tried it a couple of times. 
uh, that we were talking about earlier. Put some picanha out there. There's a yes. butcher shop out there that we'll go grab some meats and, and just have kind of a family meal. You know, if you're making a big big chunk of meat, it's a lot easier to eat with your family. So that's true. You know, it, we have some good good times. It's definitely family focused, and you're getting a lot of love here on the Instagram chats. Uh, go Blues, go Angels. So I'll nice. I'll drink to that, but yeah. I really don't need a reason to. Mm. Now, <clears throat> you briefly touched on like uh, this was your last year. Uh, rolling the skies officially, I should say, but you hopefully you'll still be, you know, helping with some transports and some stuff. And if I have anything to do with it while we are in El Centro, you'll be helping me roll some smoke. So having cooked for these guys before, is there anything uh, I should know? Because I've just usually cooked for like the main set and such on. But uh, what, do I, what do I have in store waiting for me once we get to El Centro? I think you're set up perfectly. Everything you've made so far, they've loved to uh as you guys have probably heard on the podcast a couple of times, he's made ribs and brisket that never made it out of the briefing room because they just got snatched up and devoured. So, uh, yeah. yeah. Distraction yeah. briskets. Exactly. <laughs> Distraction ribs. They work until, until it gets open and then they're gone. There it is. There it is, man. No, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. So what are your, uh, I guess, what's the last thing you barbecued? And this is actually the week of Thanksgiving when you guys are listening. Depending when Brian can get this out, you may be able to just uh, cruise and listen as you do your cook. But what's the last thing you cooked, and what are you looking forward to making this Thanksgiving holiday? Oh, that's perfect. Uh, last thing I cooked was, uh, I think, a reverse sear tomahawk uh, wagyu. Wagyu mm. tomahawk. Uh, we threw on the, the grill there. Used some, some beef roll from this guy I know that turned out pretty nicely. Uh, oh, nice. Cool. And then I think the next thing I'm looking forward to is, is your smoked oxtail. Mm. Give that a second shot. Tried that uh, a couple months ago. And try and repeat it again. But other than that, I'm always looking forward to another brisket. Those are my my most fun ones to to really get down and and try and perfect. Yeah, that's good. That's good. I know you did a whole hog. Was it this summer or it spring? It was last March. Last March. Yeah. Last March. Gosh, that was a while yeah, ago. A while. Wow. What, what kind of pit did you guys build? Uh, I went basically off uh, Red Rodney's book and kind of went that route and then snapper sheets and pictures and he told me to move those around and change this and <laughs> and fix it. Um, but yeah, I just got, I think it was a 90 pound, 90 pound hog. Oh, hell yeah. And tried to give it a first shot at it. So everyone can see you. Oh, there you go. There, I don't have to worry about seeing my mug anymore. I can no. drink uh, without judgment. But uh, it was a whole lot of fun. Obviously, first time I've ever done anything like that. Um, Burnt down the wood. Didn't have a burn barrel, so use a solo stove to kind of burn everything <laughs> down and try and get it run as quick as I could and ash it, and it, it worked like a charm. It was we were talking about we, we got up early and, and got it all set, but once you get the coals in there and the center blocks are hot, it just holds its temp and kind of kept feeding it. Yeah, yeah that's that's something that I haven't even done. I haven't done a whole hog cook yet. Really? So, yeah, I, I just I just keep to my style, man. <laughs> and what is that if you had to put a label on it? Uh, it's probably Texas. Ah, there it is. There it is. Why not? Why not? Everyone yeah. else is using it anyway. It's a good yeah. thing Texas doesn't charge anytime someone says it's a Texas style. And they need to, they need to get like the Super Bowl where they uh, you can't say Super you can't, Bowl. So you have to it, say it, big game. You got to say big game. Big oh, game. Yeah. Yeah. What 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 would the change be? Well, you can't say Texas style. You got to say it's uh, mm, it's the Lone Star style. Oh no, they'll 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 trademark that. They too. probably would. Yeah. I think yeah, they do. Not yeah, it's not, not it's yeah, not generic. Not you can say the second biggest state. I guess that's a yeah. <laughs> formerly Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> the state formerly known as Mexico. <laughs> that could work. That could actually work. Um, so so Brian, did, did you did you keep on to like the center blocks and stuff? That way you can set it up again. I did. Yeah, we uh, have an empty lot next to my house. So we shoveled them over there, set it up, and then brought them all back to my house. So yeah, I got a 
Get ready for round two. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. So after doing that cook, what would you say is your biggest takeaway? Um, biggest takeaway, I guess, is just don't be afraid to try something. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of these, even a brisket seems pretty scary at sometimes, but, uh, you know, if you can get the temperature set in and keep relatively constant, you can pretty much try and smoke anything. It may not be spectacular. Like we found some, some things to do better, things to do worse, or kind of tips to change, but uh, I think it's just, yeah, give it a shot and take notes. That's what I, I started doing is writing down a book and, yeah. and uh, try and perfect it next time. See, guys, I wish you'd listen to me somewhat. I'm not, I'm not, not blowing you smoke, no pun intended, but uh, yeah, literally take notes as you do, which literally even on the cast, I take notes. Um, but you've obviously done a little bit of traveling in your line of work, and I know you try to find yourself a cue spot. Without naming names, where have you gone that has just had some amazing barbecue, and where have you gone where just like, oh, I'm not really going to go back there again? It's a great question. Obviously, uh, you know, when Rashid comes out or we go to these really good places, you do get some very good barbecue. So a lot of my time personally, I'll say I'll either stay away because I know it's not going to be as good as yours, not going to be as good as other things, uh, or some of my steaks I prefer, so I'll stay away from steak restaurants. But uh, I have been pretty lucky. Uh, obviously, the state we were just talking about, I spent a lot of time down there. Even before the team, I was down in, I was an instructor in Kingsville, Texas, which is South Texas. So mm-hmm. we got to Lockhart. And kind of all about got to drive all around the southeast part of Texas and hit some really good spots uh, around nice. there. Good deal. Uh, Brian's got Brian's Brian's are connect with Texas. Uh, all the pitmasters in Texas love Brian. Uh, right now, for now, <laughs> for now, for now, we'll figure it out. We'll see how the the year goes after they get the rest of these uh, podcasts out there. But for now, your favorite. I wouldn't say favorite. I'm tolerable. <laughs> More liked than me. Okay. We'll right. go with that. I think that's a, we'll meet in the middle on that one. We'll meet in the middle on that one. Do we have any, but well, we've got a lot of barbecue news and we've got a lot of questions. You, you, you have, like, you have a lot of barbecue news. Well, we all, well, yeah. Cause I, I came prepared and I have my, uh, I have my notebook. Yeah, you you know? just, you just asked me to be here early. Uh, there we go. There we go. Just wasn't that early. So. Well, I mean, I was, I was out, I was out, you know, doing deliveries, man. Like I couldn't swing back by home and get, Get the notes. I suppose. The notes that I didn't make. So Yeah, I was going to say, like, they're not there anyway. Yeah. Ah, this is a good one. We can all, uh, what is it, a round robin this one. What's the hardest meat to smoke? So what's been, like, the most challenging meat you've smoked thus far? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. It is. You go through the categories, I guess. Uh, think of, like, I guess focus on what was what didn't go right and then go from there. I know I'll, I'll roll it off. I know for me, when I start first started doing rabbit, that was tricky because it's so lean and it was, I was like, okay, I'm going to have like, I just didn't, I had to find the right sweet spot of how much fat to add so that it wouldn't just dry out on me and just be just like you're chewing it, chewing, chewing. So rabbit was really, really tricky for me. And then finding different ways on how to do it. I found like suspending it really worked well to keep it off of the grates and just let that airflow get to it. But, Rabbits are very tricky. Uh, you ready to be mad at me? Oh, God. It's a, just another day, another episode. Uh, so instead of meat, like... Uh, oh, we're not. We're not. R- roasted whole golden beets. That was that was pretty tricky to like nail and get the texture right. I actually was hard to smoke and you say beets. Yeah. You're making it really difficult 
for me to continue being your friend. <laughs> I know. This is this is like I'm testing the boundaries. Have you been talking to my sisters? I feel like you've been talking to my sisters. Just no, I mean like so. All right, if you don't. All right. I'll leave it. I'll leave it be. I'll leave no, it no, be. no, no. Go, go and explain. Just I mean, so like, well, it was on my previous smoker that was not as good a quality, um, and so it did. They, uh, the texture didn't come out right. Like it didn't roast whole, so they ended up like even when roasting again, they ended up kind of like almost like a chewy texture. Like something I like to try again. Mm-hmm. Um, Wilson, who used to work at. Uh, Woods Chapel Barbecue, he did a really good, like, lotus, like, a smoked um, celery root on me. Mm-hmm. And that texture that he got on that on that celery root was really, really fantastic. So, I mean, like, there's just a different type of thing to smoke. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, so, sorry it wasn't a meat question. I mean, it was a meat question. It was just a non-meat answer. Yeah, okay. Sorry, Brian. My my answer is half meat, but we'll half put you back in good graces of Rashid. Um, first one, I, I did. Don't try to save him. <laughs> First one was some lamb ribs, uh, and oh, that was the same okay. kind of problem of trying to make sure they got done, but not too chewy, and kind of figure that one out. But uh, second one was a bunch of pork butts, which or pork shoulders, which shouldn't necessarily be too bad, but we were doing one of your your favorite kind of smoker, uh, and I think we had too many, and it kind of overloaded the smoker, so that one took forever. I think you sent me the video that day. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I was like, what are you guys using? Oh, uh, it's terrible. And then eventually, yeah, the even the in the super been, smoke mode. Oh yeah, we've been using it for a while, so. Which much found the bomb and eventually caught on fire and put that out. So that was a disaster. But uh, so there's kind of a two part answer. Yeah, rolling butts are is trickier than people think, just because of the amount of excess oil and fats that comes off of it. You gotta you gotta be mindful with that. That's why stacking uh, your pits is actually very important. Like I keep trying to explain to people, the way you load your rig actually does make a difference. Like I can't load any of my rigs any type of way because uh, of how the fat collects and how it pulls and where the drainage is. And just how it sets in the airflow, like that's that's a whole thing in itself. But you know, that's just for another episode. Um, we've got a phone call to to make. You up for it? Of course. All right, let's uh, let's give her a ring. Let's see if she answers. Should be good. Should be fun. And uh, this is a part that we are adding to the show, guys. So hope you guys uh, enjoy it. I think she answered. Hey, Misty, you here with us? I can hear you. Hey, yes. there you are. Right on. Thanks so much for right. answering. Absolutely. You are uh, on air, and we have been trying to reach you about your car's uh, insurance policy for some time now. <laughs> so tired of those calls. The extended warranty? Yes. We're trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. My car's paid off. It's fine. Leave me alone. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, Misty, introduce yourself, because I know how dope you are, so... Those listening to us, uh, introduce, say hey. Absolutely. Well, my name is Misty Bancaro, and I live in Seattle, Washington, and I am basically a backyard barbecue enthusiast. That's probably how I would describe myself, amongst many other things. That is definitely um, a very humble intro, a very, (laughs) very... Humble intro. Uh, Misty is a badass with some flames and fire. I, I've been friends with Misty online for years, and we finally got to meet this year at ALNA, and I got to watch her kick butt and just put on a heck of a display and a demo for cooking. But uh, yeah, go ahead, keep downplaying how cool you are. That 
that's that's amazing. <laughs> no, um, and you are, you know, can you throw out your handle so people know where to find you? Sure. Um, on Instagram at Seattle Butcher's Wife. There it is. And, and what you were a part of um, something really cool lately because I got I saw uh, was it a Girls Can Grow? Lady Grillers. Yeah, Lady Girls and Girls yeah. Can Grow. You guys were out in Texas, correct? Right. And so we went yeah, to, to Texas, to Austin. Mm-hmm. So it was a group of lady grillers, and um, there was quite a big collection of us. There was probably nine ladies, and they're all fairly active on social media, sharing their barbecue content. And we just had an idea that we wanted to go barbecue and smoke together. And one of the things that came up was, Tootsie Tomantes, and and we all said, well, wouldn't it be great to meet her? Oh, <laughs> and she's kind of that legendary, you know, pitmaster, eighty-seven years old, still shoveling the coals. And I thought, what a great idea it would be to come together. So we organized a, a weekend away where we got to taste some Texas barbecue and do some some bonding with the some social media barbecue girls. Wonderful. How was it meeting Tootsie? It was actually exactly how I imagined. You know, if you watch the Netflix special, they do a pretty good insider about her background. And, um, you know, she is really one of the hardest working ladies I've seen um, on the grill personally. Um, And it's really, I I think we all came there with like a woman power. Wow, this is inspiring that a lady can do this. And, you know, it seemed like her attitude was like, I don't care if I'm a man or a woman. I'm going to get in there and do the work and roll up my sleeves. And I just love her work ethic. She was a no-nonsense, passionate about barbecue kind of girl, which I really love. Yeah, she's 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 still killing it after all these years. Man or woman, just the hardest worker in the room. Period. Exactly. Did, did you get a chance to stand near that burn pit? You know, it was pretty amazing. Yeah. Like which, the- which burn uh, the one that she's shoveling, yeah, the one that she's shoveling coals out yep. that's like spitting out oh, 500, yeah. 600 degrees. Yeah, and that was a pretty cool thing. I mean, after contacting them and saying, "Hey, these girls are going to come," um, I had no idea what to expect. Really, I was hoping for the opportunity to talk to her. That was all I expected. But once we got in there and had a couple minutes to chat with her after we ate the great barbecue, then she invited us back. And gave us a pit tour and showed us each one of them and talked about, you know, how she operates each one and who made it and, you know, what, you know, protein that it cooks. So they have it really well laid out. But you're right. That one that you're talking about stayed hot where she keeps all the coals. And I was overwhelmed with excitement. That, uh, what was your biggest takeaway after that visit? Mm, my biggest takeaway is that, you know, barbecue isn't just something that we do it's not something that we eat it is a culture and it is um just like a fire inside you and i and i saw everybody there that just wasn't just her it's her whole crew even the the young kids that were operating the 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 booth where you buy things like they just were so passionate and i i love being a part of that culture and i'm you know it just makes you feel like it's a pretty special place to be no, it's uh, I I I agree. Uh, especially this weekend, uh, Brian and I just got back from um, Holy Smokes, and it was it was great. What do you what do you think, Bud? Yeah, I mean, it was that's the first time I've been around like a festival like that, and you know, being able to be around like people that you've been following online for forever, and you respect what they're doing, and just talking to them one on one, like it's a really cool experience. 
Yeah, and I think yeah. it's great because they're you know you you legitimately have James Beard winners, Hall of Famers, world renowners, and snow egos. Now I was, I was talking to uh, Chris Lilly, and we were just catching up because we don't get to uh, see one another on the circuit a ton. And it was just like we just love how there's no rankings here. There's no top one, top five, whatever. It's just buddies getting together, having a giant party mm-hmm. for an amazing cause. Yeah. I love that you guys did that there, but I just wanted to say one thing about the whole lady growler thing. Yeah. Same, same feeling for some people that may have just started their journey in sharing their barbecue and some people that have been doing this for years and have found success. And when you can gather just for, you know, sharing the same common interest, it's really, really special. So no. really good. Completely, completely agree. And uh, before we wrap up here, are we going to cook together again next year? I sure hope so. I definitely want, I'm going to make sure I get to Barbecue Fest. So if you come here, I'll definitely see you. But I'd love to be able to come out to Atlanta sooner. Yeah, uh, I can show you the rigs. Uh, Brian can show you how to incorrectly flip ribs. It can be a whole show. We can have you on the podcast. (laughs) Well, that's my next thing. There's a lot of grills that I have. I'm really fortunate, but I still don't have an offset smoker, so I'm late to the party, and I'll need some some good coaching. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. That's all Brian's area. He's got you. Got you squared away. I'll do what I can. (laughs) That's all. I love it. That's really all he does. Was there anywhere else in Texas that you guys went? No, it was a really quick trip. Okay, um, so we just went to yeah, we went there. We went to a Treaty Oak Distillery. Hey, um, the guys and, and we did, yeah. Oh, it was it was great. I love that place so much. In fact, I just got a little goodie box in the mail from them today. Oh, but yeah, um, I love great. it for its outdoor atmosphere. You know, the whiskey is great. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a place for live music and an yeah. excellent restaurant. I mean, I was really spoiled. It was just an incredible, incredible weekend. No, I, I loved uh, being out there. We did a benefit cook uh, earlier this year. I believe in May uh, we went out there and we cooked with the guys from Texas. And uh, shout out to Rob and everyone there just just yeah. welcoming us. I loved uh, being out in that field, you know, uh, covered by oak tree leaves. It's just an amazing area. Um, oh, I can't wait to get back next year for sure. Well, maybe I'll have to meet you up in May. Okay, That's we'll a good excuse it. to go. We'll do it. We'll do it. We'll do it. Uh, before we go, Missy, where can people find you? Give them the socials. Give them uh, the way these ways they can support. Uh, and even if you wanted to mention some of the other ladies you went on the trip with, that'd be great too. We'll make sure we drop that in the show notes. Oh, sure. Um, you can find me at Seattle Butcher's Wife on most social media channels. And then the people that went on the trip with me, um, I'll name off a few. Um, JVC, um, Jacqueline, she's also does partnership with Barbecue Guys. Uh, she's in really close in Portland, Oregon. Um, we have Spiffer Girl, Beach Girl Grills. We had Married to Barbecue. We had Girl Gone Grilling. Um, and then I know there is more, but I, it's not coming to my head. Don't worry, <laughs> so, don't worry. Yeah, it was a really great time. But oh. hopefully you guys can find us and follow and, um, the barbecue things that we're picking up. No, I'll definitely make sure that happens. And thank you so much for uh, allowing me to call in and joining us on today's episode. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Have a great day. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Well, there we are, guys. We are back fully. You can hear all of us now. And uh, 
That was Missy, Seattle's butcher's wife. She's absolutely amazing. If you aren't, please go check her out on all the socials. She makes a wonderful set of just food for every level, whatever rig you have. Aside from an offset, you're definitely going to find a recipe on there that uh, you can try and want to try at home. Ready for another question? Absolutely. All right, let's see what we got here. Since you're over here talking beets, I guess I'll toss this one to you. <laughs> what? Okay. <laughs> How to get the Brussels sprouts crispy but not burnt. <laughs> uh, preheat the pan. Mm. Like, so if you're going to, you know, do roasted Brussels sprouts, throw the pan in the oven while it's preheating. Yeah, yeah. And so when you, you throw the oil on the hot pan and throw them uh, cut side down, mm-hmm. they're going to get crispy and char. Okay. Yeah. That's and a little, awesome. a little char is not bad. You, no, can have, no. you can have a little bitterness. I, I dig with char. Yeah. How about, uh, I was going to say for me, if you're going to get them in a sauce, add a little bit of sugar to that sauce. Yeah. Nothing too crazy, a little brown sugar on there just to, just so that that sweetness char is going to caramelize and get you that nice little sticky and char taste, but still not like burnt sugar tasting. Right. Yeah, honey's honey's always good. Honey's definitely always good. Agave is really great, you know, little substitutes and what have you. Uh, what about you, Joe? Any tips or tricks you have from yourself? Just just uh, experiencing and cooking. Uh, not tips that really come to mind. I kind of, I kind of cook differently than I fly. I kind of cuff with the seat of my pants and whatever looks or sounds good at the moment. Um, kind of long lines of honey. I've got some like barrel aged maple syrup. Uh, toss that in there sometimes at the very end. Just is that that whistle pig one? Or no? uh, it's not. It's actually a pappy one that I got from somewhere. Whoa. I mean, well, like you start with whistle pig and then you move up to pappy. It's not whistle pig. It's pappy. pappy. Yeah. Yeah. It's pappy. It was part of a gift box somewhere. That's why I'm afraid. That's one of the things I'm afraid to use. I have so many of my things that I'm like, they just sit there because I don't want them to go away. No. Um, yeah. I've got, but, uh, I've got that too. Mm-hmm. I've got a, I've got a whistle pig sent me a box, uh, with like all this amazing stuff is like, I'm just not going to open any of this. Like, this is like one of those, I'm going to use a cap full at a time for these type of meals. Like the, the aged out syrups and everything is like, I want to make such a great meal with this, but I don't want to use it all because mm-hmm. it, one is hard to find and gosh, it's costly. Sure. But, but that, that's up there. Um, golly. Yeah. Now, now, now I'm probably going to have to open up that package. It's really good stuff. Uh, Oh, I think we could all hit this one. This is a pretty good one. This is from One Curly Q. Are you going the traditional route for Thanksgiving with a turkey or doing something else? Don't start with me. I'm not I'm not cooking the turkey this year. Oh, so you are but are you having turkey though? Yeah, we're we're doing we're doing turkey. Yeah. Are you are you uh are you doing sides or is this doing sides or what's going on there? No, I'll, I'll do like a palm puree. Like honestly, I do so much cooking throughout the year that I kind of take a step back around Thanksgiving and just let it just let it happen. Although the shout out to the guys at Air, or, uh, Sweet Auburn Barbecue, Howard, they, what's up, Howard? Yeah, Howard and Chef Cam, they hooked me up with some uh, some lard from the Heritage Breed hogs that they did. So mm-hmm. I, I got to make some biscuits. Biscuits, I'll definitely make some tortillas. Yeah, get down in there. You know, different sides of the world. Get for it. Hey, Grill Dads, how you guys doing, man? Uh, you guys want to call in? Uh, DM me the phone number. We'll call you guys up. Uh, what about you, Joey? What are you having? Uh, pretty traditional this year. We've kind of gone back and forth over the last couple of years. We did some Cajun stuff, kind of like a turducken. Uh, mm. We used to do kind of a deep fried turkey, but over the last couple of years we've gone to the smoked turkeys. It's kind of been our, our go-to. And as you know, picked up one of yours yeah. uh, this past summer, so we'll be eating that. A little bit of brisket. Other than that, uh, squash casserole, green bean casserole. 
I've learned we are eating dressing, not stuffing, uh, after the podcast <laughs> the last couple weeks. Uh, so we, we'll we have some of that. We could still technically be wrong. About exactly. we, oh, yeah. I forgot who DM'd us, but some, uh, not not Stouffer, someone, a, a, a brand DM'd us saying, hey, here's the difference. <laughs> wow. Yeah. It, it was a brand. I yeah. Just, it was a random person. No, they, they DM'd us okay. uh, to so clarify. Yeah, where, where were they getting their information? From? I don't know, but I feel like it's when Uno tells you how to play the game, you sort of got to go by. I mean, like, who are you going to argue? He's above Uno, so you know. All I know is we're having some sort of mixture of cornbread uh, and stock and celery, exactly, and celery yeah, and some vegetables. Celery in there. Yeah. We've got a, a question for, uh, I guess, for me and you, Brian. This is from our, our, our buddies. Hold on, I got, a, I got a quick question for Chewy. You got a quick question? Yeah. yeah. Like, so the turducken? Did you did you do the whole thing from the start? No, we oh, bought okay. it. Yeah, yeah, so we bought it from a Cajun place that had it all. Stuff with the crawfish okay. stuffing. And, Honestly, that's probably smarter. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's a much better use of time. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, yeah, sorry to cut you off. No, 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 no you're not. It's yeah. fine. You do it all the time. It's perfectly okay. Uh, the guys over at Grilled Dad's Access, they wanted to uh, jump on a call, but they're on a plane right now. But they're asking, uh, what temp do you pull your turkeys off? I'm not going to say. <laughs> it, it's you can't did you forget the whole point of the show no, and no, what we because, do because it sounds illegal <laughs> yeah it sounds illegal below the Corey, get off the live feed uh so like 145 okay and then i'll let it carry over yeah, yeah. like uh yeah way like especially in the breast yeah like if i'm doing like a boneless breast 145 i go like i go like 148 and uh so my trick uh they responded the same way I did. So my trick, and this is for you, you know, all two people listening, because it's usually my mom and my grandma. Right. Um, for turkeys is once I cross 130 and once I have that color, I actually soak a piece of cheesecloth in chicken stock and I'll drape the turkey with it so it doesn't get any more color. And that cloth will get nice and warm and I'll keep basing it and that'll hold that additional heat. And I'll pull it about 148, 150 and let the carryover bring it. And as it's resting and releasing, those juices are releasing into the cloth, which is just going right back into the turkey. So, uh, yeah, take that for what it's worth. That's yeah. how I made your bird. Yeah. <laughs> um, true, great. That's, as we were talking, that was one of the things that came to my mind was turkey is one of the harder things I've smoked just from trying to get the color you want without overcooking it yeah. uh, or drying it out or cooking the, the thighs before the breasts are done. So mm -hmm. it's, for my setup, that's been one of my tougher ones. And that's why I say placement on your rig is very important. So I have a reverse flow. So that just means for those of you listening that the chimney and the firebox are on the exact same side. And I load my bird's breasts towards the heat because the breasts obviously need more time to cook than the dark meat does. But I don't want it to overcook. So that's how I sort of funnel that and I'll drape and baste along. But that's why that placement is so, so very, very important. Uh, it's, oh, they say we're doing it right. So you boys are doing it right. If it's totally cooked on the grill, it's overcooked on the plate. Exactly, exactly. You don't want to. You don't want to pull it off. If you pull it at one sixty five, it's too late. If you if you're judging by that internal thermometer that they include, yeah, just, first pull just, that thing out. Yeah, just ignore that. If if you see the turkeys that that thing is popped blue, just throw it in the trash. Yeah, don't do not cook with one of those things. Toss them, chuck them. Pull early because you've, and you also have to remember the reason why we can pull at 145, 148, and stuff like this. A turkey is a giant cut of meat, right? And a turkey has much bigger and denser and harder bones than a chicken does. If you've ever tried to crack a turkey or cut through the bones, you'll feel how dense it is. 
Remember, those bones are full of marrow. That marrow in the bone forms a heat conductor and it's pushing off so much heat. It's going to bring it all the way. So don't be afraid. Yes, your finishing temp should be X, Y, and Z, but pull early. That's how you get dry turkey. I feel like that's that's sort of been like the common downfall because of those little uh, yeah. little popper things that are always in there. Everyone goes with that. It's not turkey's bad. It's just they set you up from Jump Street to overcook it. Well, they say 165 so they don't get sued. Yeah. Yeah, because if you, you know, cook it at 165, you're probably not going to get sick unless you let it sit on the counter for like 18 hours and then eat it. Exactly. But also if you pull it at 148 and let it ride, you are also not going to get sick because there's an obscene amount of heat still pumping through and traveling. But right. It's one of those things. Maybe a dumb question for you guys, but... Uh, I, I, I work with Brian. There's all yeah. dumb questions. It's, it's only dumb questions. <laughs> Do you notice, uh, will turkey carry over less if it's spatchcocked by a hole, or does you notice any difference at all, or is it still the same? It's That's just a good question. It's just going to cook faster. It'll cook faster, and it, there is a little less carryover because you don't have that cavity to bounce and move the heat through. So that cavity that just forms with all the bones, all your bones are now done, so just... It goes when you set it to rest. Uh, and also, when you're if you're trying to expedite your cool down, um, set your proteins to rest on a rack with at least a one-inch lift so some air can get underneath it versus if you're setting it on the boards, one, display purposes and such like that, all the juices and stuff are going to fall and pool and it just doesn't look as good. At least if you set it on the rack, then you can separate it once everything's drained and then place it on your serving board to slice and what have you. But that's just the stuff from yeah, doing, like cooking with dozen, dozen birds. Maybe aim for like 150. Yeah. yeah and especially if you tent it at the end with some foil, like that's going to keep some heat in there. And so. But Brian, what do you mean? Tent? Like, do I go to REI, Dick's Academy? Academy. Mean? And you get the, you get the one person pop-up tent. <laughs> so you can, you never have to rely on somebody else because uh, no one wants to put up the tent or help you take it down. That's true. Um, no, it's just take a sheet of foil and kind of let it, Loosely put over so it can vent out, but it's going to keep some residual heat. It's not all the heat's not going to escape as you let it sit on the counter to rest. Is there any other uses I could do for tenting? Like maybe if I hit a stall, could I tent something then? Are you, I don't know. You're ans- you answer that question. <laughs> yeah, I, I tend to uh, sometimes I tell cats like, oh, I need to pump up my temp. I'm like, no, 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 no. You don't have to do all that. You can uh, you can just tent your proteins or just rearrange where your where your uh, Protein is situated on the smoker. That's why knowing your hot spots, we talked about the biscuit test two episodes ago. Go check that out. But knowing that is another way to break through stalls. But tenting is also really, really great and easy to do. Yeah, even just using the foil to like cover a spot that may be dragging. Yeah. So it gets more reflective heat from the mm-hmm. from the foil. That helps. And depending on the rig you have, just toss a uh, um, split in there so that you can help deflect the airflow and directed like there's a lot of things you can do little tricks that have nothing to do with cranking the temp i try not to crank my temp if i don't have to i'll only do that if i'm in inclement weather that's when i'll increase things because i'm combating the outside aside from that i'll do everything else first before like really trying to increase my uh cooking temperature now you don't you want to go 475 on a turkey Hot and fast turkey, is that a thing? <laughs> I'm sure it is somewhere. It's the season. There's going to be a lot of houses catching on fire. Hey, hey, uh, pro tip, let that thing thaw. <laughs> pro tip, hire a pro. 
higher price. So it's okay, yeah. you know yeah, that. But, but let the thing thaw before you drop it. That, in that insurance deep deductible is a lot higher than just you know going to your local restaurant or pit master and paying them to cook that Thanksgiving meal for you. Trust me, tis the season to burn your house down by <laughs> deep frying a turkey. Um, and speaking of shameless plug, if you go ahead and check out my last post on RashidPhillips.com, there's a holiday turkey recipe. I did a buttermilk cornmeal breaded deep fried turkey. Yes, it is as delicious as it sounds. I and, made it. And I didn't get invited over. Where's your notebook? Okay. Uh, <laughs> I, you did. <laughs> Wait. You well, did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you did. Right. Yeah. Good try. Good try. So much, so much no, for me for you doing just, the I airport just, run. I just feed you so much. You don't know what the meals are anymore. They're all just blurring together. Everyone's like, where does all this food go? Them. I, I get I get to come over for one meal for doing the airport run, right? <laughs> You're thinking about yeah, it. I, I don't know. I got to see. I know. I know. What do I have yeah. on that? That's true. But does that mean I have to give the Uber driver one too? I mean, just, <laughs> we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. Hmm. Mm. More questions, because there's a lot of the holiday ones. Let me see here. <laughs> Why do you ignore your sister's text? Because they send me horrible images of what's supposed to be brisket. Are they are they asking you the questions in Instagram now? Yes, they are. <laughs> okay. They are. It never, it never ends. I wish people knew <laughs> what they put me through. But it's it's okay. I'll get uh I'll get my I'll get my payback. This will be a good one. Uh, we'll, we'll kick this one to you, Chewy. I have an eight-pound pork shoulder and have no idea what to do with it. So I started, I mean, all the stuff I learned was kind of like we talked about last week was YouTube and PBS, all the kind of documentaries there. But yeah. uh, big things, I guess, little tips that I give you, although I got too much better sources here, was um, I'm a big fan of putting the seasoning on, rubbing it the night prior at the, the latest, you know, let it sit, the longer you let it sit with the rub on it, uh, kind of works out well. Uh, make sure you take it out of the fridge a while before you're ready to cook it. Uh, and then whatever temperature you like doing that, either higher or slower, I'm a, I'm a lower guy, but um, don't chase it. So wait till you get your temperature even, steady, and then once you're ready, let it go in. And uh, it's the same thing everyone says, don't rush it. Uh, if it. Even if you're getting late, it's getting close to dinner, push dinner back a little bit. Uh, you would it's going to turn out a lot better if you wait for it to do its thing than if you kind of try to rush it along at the end and then let it rest, obviously, at the very end. No, no, those are those are actually all solid. <laughs> I mean, I don't have to answer anything. This <laughs> yeah, right. Very solid tips. The, the, the marinade and let the seasoning penetrate the night before, that's how you really get that depth of flavor, especially on those thick cuts of meat like pork. I think that's why a lot of people try to sauce or douse because they don't let the rub and flavor do its thing. They just, they just sort of pour it on and rush. Uh, yes, get the protein out ahead of time. You don't want to crash your smoker temp. And please, and no, these are legit great points. Like, please, please, not only just regulate your temps, but give enough time for the dirty smoke to burn off. Like, I'll see guys start to fire in a pit and just throw their meat on. I'm like, wait, what? No, it hasn't even caught. It hasn't even burned. And that smoke coming out is almost black, like, give it some time to run. I don't load my rigs until I'm pulling uh thin blue or just nothing at all. Like I'm not in a rush because that first bite of smoke, if it's acrid and bitter, uh, you can't get that off. No. So solid tips, man. Yeah. What you were saying is like, don't rush it, push back dinner. Just 
here's the thing. Take a, take a step back. Plan. If you want to eat dinner at 6, try and plan to have that pork butt done five hours before. That way, if something goes wrong, you have a buffer. Mm-hmm. That way, okay, yeah, if something goes wrong, it's going to come off two or three hours later. You still can eat at 6. Mm-hmm. I mean, but, yeah. But also, yeah, don't if, – if everybody's asking when's it done, when's it done, when's it done – uh, you just say it's done when it's done. It's done when it's done. Hit him with that Jonathan barbecue. It's done when it's done. I'm not going to rush it. This is a nice one. I think would be good for all of us. Uh, since you Matrix dodged the last question, hey, uh, I, Brian, I, I, I had it some. Yeah. I had some flavor at the end. Piggybacking doesn't count. <laughs> you, you put some turtle on it. I put some turtle. You on put it. some turtle on it. <laughs> Chewy's tried turtle. <laughs> I did. That was one request. <laughs> uh, this is a good one. This comes from uh, I. God, Vang G, I'm not even, I'm going to destroy that. We're just going to say it came from V. Um, what's just one barbecue goal for next year, be it big or small? You started off, Brian. Uh, no more pop-ups. Really? I, I would like to be like at a set location is what I'm oh, saying. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay, like, okay. yeah. No more like having to pull everything off the smoker two hours before service, load up everything. Yeah. Go set up, go load, like set up a tent and table somewhere. Um, yeah, that's that's one thing that I would, I would I would love to get to the point of that. That's a pretty good goal. It's on you, Chewy. Sure. Um, I don't think I'm at the point of trying to perfect anything at the moment. Obviously, I'm coming off my recent job. I'll have a little bit more time now to actually sit down and barbecue. But uh, I'd like to try something new, whether that's either a new kind of smoker or a new type of protein or method. Uh, you know, just kind of. Open my horizon. Mm-hmm. So I don't have anything specific, so not the best answer, but mm-hmm. try something I haven't tried before is, is my goal. That's good. Discovery, yeah. curiosity, that's sort of thing. We just need you to hooked up with one of those cross smokers. That's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Uh, I'll hit up uh, I'll hit up Al. Al just uh he just ships some, I think, over to freaking Dubai or or or, or is a Qatar for the for the World Cup. For the World yeah. Cup, yeah. So Al Al's always cranking out some really dope stuff. Bigger small goal that I've got for Q. Well, Lee's know about knows about two that we can't say yet, but those those two are definitely the big ones. Um, public big ones. You're gonna you're gonna try flipping ribs on camera. Um, that's <laughs> it's not happening. It's not doing it. No footage exists of that ever happening. I was gonna say, don't tell Rashid, but I flip my ribs too, but I also take the membrane off, so I'm kind of right between you guys. <laughs> yeah, I see. It's a, it's, a, it's a hit or miss. It's just I'm just getting outnumbered here. I need I need different guests. Where's your sister? <laughs> need to balance the deck a little bit. Some some dog park in Atlanta. Yeah, there you go. Over yeah. at Piedmont or something. No, uh, I think a big guest, big uh, public thing for me would be. I'd like to start the groundwork for the Phyllis Barbecue Festival. I'd like to start the groundwork for that. And, um, and whatever that looks like, whether it be the land or whether it be starting to get the logistics locked, but I want to start that. And I want to do it in Georgia. Like I want to put Georgia, help put Georgia on the map with barbecues. We're, we're not in discussion a lot uh, at all on any, not as, as a listing, but we're just not anywhere. So I'd like for us to be there. We got Southern Living on lockdown. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> that's that's our claim to fame. <laughs> Southern Living loves us so much. <laughs> that, but that's that would definitely be something I'd like to do. Because um, uh, I, I I think it's necessary. We're just a hodgepodge of everything, and we've got a lot of flavor here to to, to give and share, man. So uh, 
that's what I'd like to do. Let's see. We got uh We're gonna be like UGA, bring the talent back. Yeah. <laughs> stop subletting the Nick Saban poach it. <laughs> I think we had a few more coming here. I'm, I'm ignoring all the ones from uh from my sisters. That's just it's just so annoying. I don't know. We we did talk about Spashcock versus regular, but if you had to pick what are you uh what are you doing, uh Spashcock or Hole? I I want to do a spatchcock turkey. I get downvoted on it every year. Like they're like, "No, we're just going to do it the traditional way." Why downvoted? Yeah, yeah. Like I, like I said, that's why I take a step back at Thanksgiving. Like there was plenty of years where I did the smoked turkey. Now, now I get to take a step back and just like, it's all you guys. I'll cook one side and be done and enjoy the meal. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, but uh, I would, I would spatchcock and dry brine. Do I need to do a, a dry brine breakdown? Go for it. Might as well. You know, we got you got to speak as though no one knows what we're talking so, about. So uh, a dry brown, dry brine is you're going to take your whatever seasoning you want to use, usually with a little more salt and a little more sugar, mm-hmm. and you're going to, you know, give a healthy dose to the turkey, and then you're going to let it actually sit, preferably on a baking sheet lifted with a baking rack, mm-hmm. so that any moisture drops below and doesn't kind of ruin the seasoning. And you're going to let that sit kind of exposed in the fridge overnight, so it dries out. Yeah, always great for steaks as well. And lamb, I've got a just not the sugar, not the sugar part. Yeah, no, I've got a, I've got a leg of lamb and a salted curry, uh, curry, uh, dry brine, just just hanging out. And um, do I get the invite this time? Not that, not for that one. Okay, not for that one. I got, I got more. I got to figure out a meal. I got to make it like I feel like if I'm feeding you, I have to make like something amazing and astounding, like. I got to get like a whole ostrich flown in and, and do something. Or, or, or apparently you could just make a vegetable. Yes, yeah, I, I should. I should just invite you over for like, hey, I got this can of beets and I cooked it on the smoker here. Look, hey, I was buying fresh whole beets. I didn't. I didn't just like open a can. Like I didn't have a can opener out there. Doesn't, right? doesn't make it any better. Right. It's still the same. We'll fly through some. So what about you, Chewy? Like, what's your preferred method? So I've always ever tried it whole. I've kind of been afraid to spatchcock it mainly. I'm a big green egg guy, so real estate is kind of, yeah. I'm afraid of it. Once it opens up, just not having the room, but I do prefer spatchcock chickens. I'm gonna, uh, I figure I'm going to look at poultry things. So. No, I, I don't think you can even beer can a turkey in an egg, can you? Because it's got too much height. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's big. I, <clears throat> well, you can't use a bottle. I was going to say there are certain bottles you could probably use. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You have to use a little stub ones, but I just think the bottle. Oh, I was thinking like, a, no, no, a malt liquor bottle might, <laughs> might work. <laughs> I think that. I think that. You can Edward Forty hands a turkey. Yeah, yeah, you could. You could. Uh, what is this? TJ, hey, brother. Love you, man. In light of the holidays, what wood do you prefer smoking your turkey with? Um, well, the ones that we cooked for you guys are post oak. Roll those on post oak. I still have a nice, healthy stash of it, so I'm, I'm enjoying using it as much as I can. Um, when we, when you were doing breast, when we could find turkey breast to cook, what were you? I mean, I, I always still just use oak for everything I cook. Yeah. But like, if I'm doing a holiday turkey, I do like to incorporate some more fruit woods, like some apple in there, apple, cherry, uh, peach. Yeah, you know, we can get peach wood. Um, a I little, a little pecan. I, I don't think I've cooked with peach. Right. I haven't gotten any. I should probably find a way to get my hands on some peach wood. Awesome. No, that's a good one, bro. That's a really yeah. good one. Like I, I think like poultries and pork really play well to the fruit fruit woods where like beef, I, I think it doesn't it doesn't impart enough flavor, mm-hmm. generally speaking. And cherry cherry wood's good for color. On it beef. is. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's good uh, on a pork so yeah. Right. It really brings it but all you, out. But you're not gonna get those like sweet fruit nude or fruit 
notes on a uh, on like a like a big hunk of brisket when you like do cherry wood or no, nah, it's not gonna work. It's gonna take too much, and you're gonna run through it. This is a funny one to end on, and uh, we'll do our outros here. But uh, Lamont Barbecue asked, "Could you tell if food was cooked on a straight flow or reverse flow smoker?" Yes and no. It depends on who's cooking it and what cat like what reverse flow. I would say if visually at certain phases, yes, because visually at certain phases, I can look at it and tell you where your heat sources come from and let you know sort of like what rig you're on. Um, that sort of thing. Like, just like when you were sending me photos, when you're making the hog, I'm like, oh, I've done this numerous times. I know what's going on here. So I can tell you, change this, change that type of thing. And it'll, uh, it'll make a difference. But now if they're going by taste, I don't think I could see it. Now I have been able to tell like when they're like pick between an offset and a, and a pellet. And I was like, yeah, there's nowhere near as much smoke on this pellet as there is on the offset, even with their, contraptionary smoky modes because then sometimes it leads to like an acrid taste than like a subtle like well what i was saying is like it might tell like by the the expertise of the pitmaster because like you know with a brisket you're gonna raise it more off like towards your center rack or top rack to get less radiant heat from that plate mm -hmm. but if someone leaves it on that radiant radiant heat from the plate on that bottom rack you're gonna get a more roast like texture yeah so you could definitely tell the difference between if someone just cooked it straight offset and they wrongly positioned like the wrong meat on a like a brisket like on the bottom plate. And that's when you'd see some of the old school cats that cook on cardboard. Right. So that's that's one of those uh those little tricks. But that is a tip for another day. Um let's wrap it, yeah. Sounds good to me. So, guys, uh, my name is Rashid Phillips, and thank you for joining me in another amazing episode of This Week in Barbecue. As always, joining me is my beautifully bearded friend, Mr. Brian Hull. And we had our very first in-studio in guest. In-studio guest. <laughs> in-studio. Like, people actually like coming to see us, or at least coming to see Brian. Um, <laughs> he, he came to see you. Let's, like, you, you at least cook food for him. He came to see me. He stayed for you. Let's okay, put okay. the difference. Uh, uh, you guys mentioned it's, it's great to be here, and as you were saying earlier, getting to meet people previously on online obviously both you guys I do online first and if you do always answer my texts and yeah. recommendations like you said with the whole hog of hey here's your tip do this so it's been great thank it's, you very much it's been wonderful hopefully this is just the first of many and not the last and uh, as always guys tell a friend to tell two friends and uh, be good to one another see you later